Hello and welcome back to Level Up with Emma. I hope you've had a fantastic week since we last checked in. Um, I won't talk too much about it, but yes, I have done some more filming. Uh, that film has finished now. Oh, man, how do I even go about telling you what happened? <laughs> I can't really. If you hop over to my Instagram, you will see the photos. That's probably the best way that I can really describe this. Um, yeah, the makeup was insane. So I was playing a survivor again in this disaster movie. So I had to be made up with cuts and bruises and looking like I'd gone through absolute fucking hell, basically. So we had the special effects artist there and they put they put a cut on my hand. And oh man, it was so realistic. It was gory as anything. You know, I kept looking down at the cut and there would be like a bit of mud in there or something. And I'd be gently like picking it out, trying to clean it every now and then, forgetting myself that it was just a piece of plasticine or whatever they used. I don't actually know what the material is, but yeah, really, really real. And I tried to put the photo up on my social media pages on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram quite a few times. And even they thought it was so real that they blocked it from showing to anyone as being gory. So yeah, it was pretty damn realistic. Um, anyway, that was amazing. That was incredible. Uh, I also have an opportunity to do another two days coming up this week, which is exciting. It is for a sci-fi film, and that is all I know. Um, oh, something about maybe military as well. Yeah, that's all I know. I have no idea what else. So yeah, this is all coming up this week, and I'm very excited to see what that's about and update you all with it. But I was thinking about this the other day and just thinking, you know, if I really just stop and think about who I am now compared to who I was four, five or more years ago... I am a completely different person. And I can say that I, I am. There are parts of me that are similar to how I used to be. There are parts of me that are the same as how I used to be when I was growing up. But I am in a very, very different place mentally. And the amount of growth that I guess has been done throughout this time has really accelerated over these past few years. And of course, a lot of this is to do with you know, my own studies of NLP and mindset. And of course, you know, as I'm learning um, for myself, this is how I help others. And so I'm constantly studying, learning, um, diving deep into the world of the mind and, and how it all works. So of course, there's going to be changes that come from that. But to think that maybe, you know, four or five years ago, I was this very shy girl in her 20s who had very high ambitions and aspirations to be successful in life, but couldn't get over this problem with being shy and blushing at everything and being afraid to speak up in public and put herself on show. To think that that's, that's who I was and what I'm doing now, you know, going and singing on stage, having gigs and going and playing an extra with hundreds of other professional actors and, you know, doing live events and speaking in public with an audience is just incredible. And, 
you know, when we have this kind of growth in our life, it's really important to just pause for a minute and reflect and think about the journey that you've had when you've gone through a transformation like this. Because it's so easy to forget the level of change that you have, I guess, achieved. So obviously my passion is going through these types of transformations myself and then sharing it with the world, sharing it with other people who may also be struggling in a similar way that I have. And so I thought it was really important to spend quite some time reviewing and reflecting over this transformation that I like to call shy to try and to figure out what it was, like what it was for me, that was the click or the change, the switch that transformed me from shy to try. And of course, you know, we're all different. My journey is different to yours. Your journey is different to someone else's. But there are certain tools and techniques that work for pretty much the whole. And so I think it's really beneficial to be able to take in information from others' experiences and either apply it to our own or adapt it in a way that maybe is more suitable. But simply put, you know, we learn from others. And so I really value being able to share my experiences and potentially help others. So I was doing this reflecting and I was trying to work it out because this isn't obviously an overnight thing, you know. I struggled for years and years, right the way from high school all the way up until my adult years working in management with blushing and shyness and social anxiety. So I was really trying to figure out how can something that has literally swallowed me up for years and years seem to have just kind of dissolved. It hasn't fully gone away and it didn't just happen overnight, like I said. There has been a process. It has happened gradually and I don't think that I am fully over it or that I have fully overcome it. I think maybe it will just show up in different ways at different times. But there has been a huge transformation because I'm now able to do things that before I wouldn't have even acknowledged. You know, I wouldn't have even applied to go and and seek work and opportunities like this because I just wouldn't have had the courage to even click apply. I would have been so scared of, but what happens if I do get it? What happens if I do make it through and qualify? Then I have to actually do it. Then I actually have to perform in front of these people. And I can't do that because I'm a serial blusher and I'm a shy girl and I'm this, that and the other. This is really key here, what I'm saying right now, because these were my self-beliefs. These were the beliefs I held about myself. These were what I believed to be my identity. I identified myself as a person who blushes, a person who has social anxiety, a person who gets embarrassed and shy really easily. In fact, I never said it out loud, but in my head, I was identifying myself as an immature adult. And because all of these beliefs were, you know, floating around in my head and they were how I identified myself internally, my behaviours followed on from that. And by behaviours, I mean the actions that I did or didn't take, the habits that I would do on a daily basis, the decisions that I would make. So 
I identified myself as being this shy, immature woman who would look like a fool if she spoke up in front of people and started blushing. And so for that reason, it affected my my habits and actions because I would then not apply for certain opportunities. I would ignore certain opportunities. I would place my seat at the back of the room to avoid being chosen to speak up in front of in lectures and meetings. I would turn up either on the dot or late to avoid having to mingle and do small talk with people before events. You know, my beliefs were affecting my actions. My internal identity was affecting my actions. And I think this is really important because if I continued to believe that this is who I was, that I had no way of being able to overcome this, that this was just who I am forever, then I would have never been able to change my behaviours and my actions. And therefore, I would have never got to a point where I could apply for something that excited me and that brought on a little bit of fear. And I want to tell you that there was this, you know, five-step practical system where I filled out a workbook and then by the end of the course, I was done and voila, I had transformed. But (laughs) there was no workbook or worksheets or course that I took or anything like that. It was all within me all along. This whole time, I I had the power within myself to transform this way of thinking, to transform my behaviors, to transform my identity. And that's what I did. I see that now. I didn't see it before, but I see that now, now that I've had that time to reflect. So really what happened is this gradual change in the beliefs that I held about myself. And a lot of this was down to initially challenging my beliefs by taking action and also by rewiring my beliefs, by not settling for the identity that I didn't want, choosing to work hard on becoming the person that I wanted to become. And so really the the two steps, let's say, that I took were the change in my beliefs through affirmations and creating evidence by taking action. So for example, I could probably now say quite confidently that I am an extra. This is a a line of work that I do on the side. I wouldn't have been able to say this three weeks ago because I've never done it before. But that one time that I had a random moment of wanting to apply for a new opportunity as an extra and I did it, opened up a door and gave me an opportunity to actually do it and then decide if it's something that I wanted to continue with. And because I decided that I did want to continue with it, I kept seeking out more opportunities, and I started doing more opportunities, and I was gathering more evidence that was solidifying my belief that I am an extra. If you want to be a morning person, let's say right now your belief is, I'm not a morning person. I can't do mornings. I hate early mornings. I just can't do them. It's just I'm, it's just not in me to get up early in the morning. Let's say that's the belief that you have right now and you want to be a morning person. Wanting to be a morning person isn't enough. Just simply saying that 
it isn't enough. You're not going to achieve becoming a morning person by just stating that you want to be a morning person. What needs to happen is you need to start believing that you are a morning person. You need to stop saying, I am not a morning person and start saying, I am a morning person. Set your alarm clock a little bit earlier. Take that action. Have that belief. Get the outcome that you want. But then you have to keep reapplying it because it's no good just doing it once and thinking, oh, it's all going to change. Suddenly I'm a morning person. No, you have to keep on reapplying this and building these habits up, making them automatic until you have enough evidence that this is something that actually you can do, that you are doing, and therefore this is who you are. You are a morning person. And you can apply this to literally anything, anything that you want to identify yourself as. So you want to be an organized person. What is it that you need to do to start building the evidence to show that you are an organized person? Well, you might be thinking, I don't know. I don't know what I need to do because I'm not there yet. So in this case, perhaps there is an individual who you look up to who is organized and you think, I want to be like them. First of all, it's not bad to have an idol or someone who you aspire to, but just remember, you are enough and you don't have to be like anyone. I have to make that very, very clear and important here. (laughs) You are you and you are enough just as you, but it is okay to aspire to someone, to have someone, you know, to look up to. So let's say you have that person, this very, very well-organized person. You want to be organized as well. You want to be able to class yourself as an organized person. So in this scenario, perhaps you might say something like, well, what would so-and-so do? Let's say that the person that you're aspiring to is called Joanne, okay? So you might say, what would Joanne do? Joanne's organized. What does Joanne do that makes her identify as being an organized person? Perhaps she organizes her fridge in ways that you only really see on Instagram, you know, the stacked shelves and the color coordination, all that kind of stuff. Perhaps she's really good at making appointments, sticking to them, always being on time. And there's a certain process that she does to enable that, you know, maybe she sets her clock five minutes faster so she's never late. Or perhaps, you know, one day a week she sits down in an evening and she spends one to two hours planning out the rest of her week from meal times to activities to errands that she has to run, appointments that she wants to make. And this is a process that she does to enable her to be able to do that. So it's thinking about, well, what would they do? And then starting to apply it to yourself and finding a way to adapt it that works for you so that you can keep that habit going, you can maintain it, it becomes automatic, it becomes you. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. But it really does require making those changes because, like I say, stating that you want to be something or you want to be someone isn't enough. There has to be a change. If you're not that person now, then something has to change because if nothing changes, nothing changes, right? So what needs to change for you today? 
What can you start doing today that can build up this identity that you want to have for yourself? And, you know, we don't want to be doing huge changes all in one go because we want to keep this realistic, maintainable, achievable. And so I can only recommend choosing small daily habits. So let's say you want to have a go at the affirmations, which I I really do recommend. At first, it's going to seem like, what is the effing point in doing this? I'm just repeatedly saying statements over and over again, and it means nothing. But bear with, bear with, because it works. There's a lot of evidence out there to show that it does work. There's a lot of people shouting about it. And there's a reason for that, because it works. So maybe you choose three or four affirmations. For example, you know, like I just said then, right now in your head, you're saying, I'm just not a morning person. An affirmation might be, I am a morning person. Simple as that, simple as that, okay? And, you know, you just repeat these statements over and over again. You can either use the mirror work technique, which I love, I talk about all the time, I know, or you can use a journal and every day you can can write these affirmations down. Um, Have them on your phone as a screensaver so you have that reminder. Maybe post little sticky notes around the house to remind yourself, whatever it might be, have these affirmations. I say for my um, bulimia and binge eating clients, you know, one of the best things that you can do is to change the belief that you currently hold about yourself of having this struggle with eating. Because quite often when we start talking in the initial phases, you know, they tell me, oh, um, I'm a binge eater. And they have identified themselves as being a binge eater. But that's not who they are. It's something that they're temporarily struggling with for sure, but it's not who they are. It's not their identity. It's just this current barrier that they're facing in life. And so one of the first things that we do is to change that belief and change that identity with affirmations. And the sticky notes work really great for this because you can stick them in the cupboards, you can stick them on the fridge door. And so every time you open the fridge and the guilt and the shame and all of these other negative emotions are floating through your head, telling you that you're a binge eater and so you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that because you're a binge eater and you can't control yourself. When you have the affirmations up on the fridge and you just even glance at it and it says, you are in control you can eat the food, you are not a binge eater. And just having those statements as you glance at them on a daily basis is extremely powerful. And then tie that in, you know, with some journaling and some mirror work as well. And bam, you know, you've got some real strong mindset transformation tools there. But whatever method you use, whatever technique you you choose to, to go forward with, The real key point that I want to make here is that it really is about the beliefs that you hold about yourself. So if you don't want to be that shy girl anymore, you need to stop telling yourself that you're a shy girl. You need to come away from that. You need to start telling yourself that you're a confident woman. Keep telling yourself that over and over and over again until that belief becomes stronger than the shy girl belief. From that, once you have this belief, start taking action on it, start building up those daily habits, build up the evidence to back up that belief even more, continue, maintain, become automatic, 
your new identity. This is the process that you can take and you can apply this to absolutely any identity that you want to have about yourself. But you have to start believing in yourself and you have to start taking the action to match. Otherwise, without the change, there is no change, as I said before. So, yeah, I, this is what happened for me. You know, I I decided to challenge the beliefs that I was having about myself. I was getting frustrated and angry at myself for for being this person that I didn't want to be when I had a burning desire to be someone else. And so I started to challenge it and and I stopped putting myself down and I started saying, no, I'm not going to be this person because I am this person. And then I started to challenge my fears, seek the opportunities, take the action, start applying. And the more times that I've done that, like I say, it didn't happen overnight. You know, I didn't just go and have one singing lesson and then bam, I was all good for getting on stage in front of people. You know, I had to do a few lessons. I had to practice. I had to build the evidence that this is something that I did. I had to really stick at it, you know, but in doing so, I was able to get the outcome that I wanted. So the process of shy to try, it's not a quickie, it's not an overnight, but it is a process that can make the transformation that you're looking for. It is a realistic approach to becoming the person that you want to be, but it also does take work. (laughs) It's not a magic pill. You don't just shut your eyes and boom, you're someone else, okay? Now, of course, I am so grateful that I have been able to go through this process myself and that I have come away from the shy girl that I was because, like I said before, it really did cause me a lot of pain. I was very upset when I was in this phase. I felt very, very low and depressed. I literally had the mindset of what is the fucking point anymore? And so to come away from that I, is is an absolute blessing, I suppose. I, I, I really am truly grateful for being in the position that I'm in now. And I just desperately want to help other people to go through that as well. So I am going to be running my very own Shy to Try challenge in a few weeks time. This will be hosted on Facebook. You've heard it here first. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a five day challenge just to give you a little bit of a kickstart in the right direction so that you can empower yourself to start continuing on with this process. It is going to be a free challenge as well. It will all be hosted, like I say, on Facebook, in a Facebook group, closed off and secure, (laughs) just for people who really want this, because I want to be able to give back and I want to be able to help in any way that I can. And I saw this as a huge problem for myself. Therefore, I understand the pain that maybe some of you are going through right now. So if you're interested in the Shy to Try challenge, definitely stay in touch. I will reveal more on upcoming podcasts, but also go ahead and follow me over on Instagram because these podcasts only come out once a week. It's all I've really got time for at the minute. But Instagram, I am posting on there very, very often. And also I have a lot more, a lot more going on over there. Advice, tips, tricks, lives, reels, you name it. It's all going on over there. So hop over to m.powercoaching on Instagram and come and follow me along there. And um, I will probably reveal the majority of the challenge on Instagram. So do definitely keep an eye out. 
But like I say, I will keep you updated on the podcast as well. Don't forget to subscribe so that every time an episode is released, you get notified ASAP and you don't miss what's going on. All the links are in the show notes, as always, down at the bottom. So you can get all your info from there. And just to finish off, as I always mention, leaving a review and feedback really does mean so much to me. It helps this podcast go a long way. It literally boosts the podcast up the ranks, helps get more eyes seen on it. And this isn't an ego thing. This is purely just a way for me to then be able to help more people because I can't help anyone if they don't see the podcast, you know? So the feedback, the reviews, the subscribes, all of these kind of things help the podcast to move up the list. And therefore the podcast hosts put it out in front of more people and I can help more people. That's how it works. That's the algorithm So thank you for listening. Once again, I hope you've enjoyed the show. Let me know your thoughts on this one and how you feel about this process and this transformation of identity. I'm really, really excited to kick off the Shy to Try Challenge and I hope, hope that you can come and join me if if you feel like that you're struggling with right now. But just as a little key reminder as we end this podcast, you have it in you already. Please know and understand that. You already have it in you to be able to make the change. It's simply just going through a process to unlock the identity that you want to be. All right, my lovelies, thank you very much for listening and I will check in with you next week. Bye-bye.